Black and opinionated, we black and we liberated. History's rich, it's only right that we celebrate it. All of our greatest stories yet to be told. People made the biggest impact with names little known. Uh, unsung heroes, but heroes are the same. Who deserve to have their names in the Black Hall of Fame? Among the Pathionic greats who exude black excellence, who refuse to break, even with odds stacked against them. They did it for the culture. If you what is going on, everybody? My name is Antonio Carter. Welcome to the Black and Opinionated Podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays because we're starting off the new year, changing it up a little bit, you know, trying to get into the rhythm of things for the new year. But today, I want to talk about somebody who is a local hero of Holly Springs, Mississippi, in Memphis, Tennessee. A man who has his name plastered on buildings and schools. A man who, quite frankly, should be mentioned a little bit more than how he's mentioned now. The man I want to talk about today is Robert Reed Church Sr., better known as Robert R. Church. You see, Robert our church was one of only few black men who were ahead of their time. He was a businessman, community activist, political leader, and a philanthropist. Robert Reed Church was born June 18, 1839 in Holly Springs, Mississippi. His mother, Emmeline, was an enslaved stewardess, and his father, Captain Charles B. Church was a white steamboat owner from Virginia. Around the age of 12, Robert's mother passed, and he would go on to live and work with his father on the riverboat as a cabin boy and a steward. In 1862, when the city of Memphis fell to Union troops, Church was forced to work on the Union steamer when they seized control of the steamer during the Civil War. Also around that time, Church would meet his first wife, Mary Louisa Ayers, an educated ex-slave. The two would go on to have two kids, Mary Eliza Church and Thomas Ayers Church. Their daughter, Mary Church, would go on to become one of the first Black American women to earn a college degree. She would also become a teacher, principal, civil rights activist, and a founding member of the NAACP, and to become the first black woman to be appointed to the school board of a major city in Washington, D.C. After escaping the work life on the steamer, Church began working around Memphis as a stable boy, salesman assistant, and shining shoes to save up enough money to open up a saloon. Eventually, after owning a number of businesses along Memphis Bill Street, such as a hotel downtown and a restaurant, and his wife owning a number of beauty salons, Robert and Louisa would settle in Memphis and become influential in the development and growth of the Black community, which went from 3000 to 20000 by 1865, but by next year, everything would change. The Memphis race riots of 1866, ignited by racial tensions, 
political and social racism attacked the black neighborhoods, burnt down every black church and every black school. A white mob attacked church saloon, shot him, and left him for dead. Many black people left the city permanently because of the hostile environment, but church remained. He recovered and made a vow to remain in Memphis despite anti-black violence. He would later testify against the police during the investigation of the riots and for the rest of his life faced constant trouble with the police and the underworld figures that visited his establishments. Robert and Louisa were divorced in 1870, and in 1885, Church would marry his second wife, Anna Wright. They would go on to have two more children, Robert Church Jr. and Annette Elaine. Even during the yellow fever epidemic, which was killing two to 5,000 people, Church stayed and moved his family to safety outside the city. In 1878, he was shot again by a local sheriff over a black woman. By 1878-1879, Church was buying up real estate in Memphis and acquiring enormous wealth. He would buy commercial buildings, residential housing, bars, and underdeveloped land. It is said that he made approximately $6,000 a month, or in today's money, $6 million a month in rent from his properties. In the 1880s, Church would build one of the first Queen Anne-style homes in Memphis. It was three stories tall, four bay windows, 14 rooms, mural decorations, elaborately furnished, with a double drawing room. In 1882, Robert Church tried his hand at politics. He campaigned unsuccessfully for a position on the Memphis Board of Public Works to press for more recreational facilities for local blacks. Despite this failure, Church never gave up that effort, and in 1899, used his own money to purchase a tract of land on Beale Street in which he built an auditorium, landscaped the surrounding grounds, and called the venture Church's Park and Auditorium, the first major urban recreational center in the nation owned by an African American. The auditorium, valued at $100,000 when built, seated more than 2,000 people, it became a renowned cultural, recreational, and civic center for Black Memphians. Church would use his property to sponsor graduation ceremonies, political rallies, and shows in the parks for the African Americans in the city. He hosted and funded free annual Thanksgiving meal for the poor Black families. Famous Memphis citizen W.C. Handy was employed as orchestra leader. Prominent speaker Booker T. Washington, the poet and diplomat James Weldon Johnson, and the Fisk Jubilee Singers all spoke and performed at Church Auditorium. Even President Theodore Roosevelt spoke to 10,000 people gathered at the auditorium and the surrounding grounds in 1902. The speech and presence of the president acknowledged church political prominence in Republican Party circles. 
Two years earlier, in 1900, Church had been a Memphis delegate to the Republican National Convention, which had William McKinley for president and Roosevelt for vice president. In 1906, influenced by Booker T. Washington's National Negro Business League, Church found the Solvent Savings Bank and Trust Company, the first black bank in Memphis since 1874, when the Freedmen Saving and Trust Company collapsed. During the panic in 1907, Church would avoid a run on his bank by placing bags of money in the windows with signs guaranteeing he had adequate reserves to pay off depositors. Throughout his years living in Memphis, Church gave to local schools, social and civic organizations, and charities, becoming the most prominent philanthropist in the city. In 1893, Church purchased the first municipal bond issued by the city of Memphis after its bankruptcy in 1879. He wanted to ensure that black people could gain access to loans for homes and businesses. In 1908, he paid off creditors to prevent them from seizing the Bill Street Baptist Church. After a brief illness on August 29, 1912, at the age of 73, Robert Reed Church Sr. died and is buried in Amwood Cemetery on the south side of downtown Memphis. In a few words to describe Robert Reed Church Sr., he was for Memphis first, last, and always. Not only did Robert Reed Church save the city of Memphis, but he also became the South's first African-American millionaire. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends and family. Until next time, peace. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes. Black and opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes. Black and opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes, black and opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes, black and opinionated. Black knowledge, black truth, all black everything. We don't just ride the wave, we all black every day. Day, day, we all black every day. We all black every day. Black knowledge, black truth, all black everything. We don't just ride the wave, we all black every day. Day, day, we all black every day. We all black every day.